are The Walking Dead, and we're a podcast. <laughs> oh, Hello. What this a segue. Cape is... Crisis, uh, episode 21. Uh, issue issue 21. Drinking age. Snappity. Uh, you already, I already, already opened, opened up all the beers. I promise I'll, I'll do the sound effect later. Hello, gents. This is uh, <laughs> your host, Henry Gilbert, H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. Finally, uh, <laughs> finally yeah, all... Gotten it then? Finally, all rested up from Comic Con. Well, not really, but uh, no. mostly, mostly no. recovered from Comic Con. Though my bank account doesn't. I know. Do. I wish my. Um, Anyways, I'm here with my constant companion and chum. Chris, oh, hi, Chris Antista. Hi, everybody. Give it up for me. Thank you. Are we hearing that? You're the only one who you only give yourself applause. That is. Uh, I actually don't have this. Is KOXM soundboard, so if you want to hear Ryan McCaffrey clips... Twitter.com slash OXM. <laughs> hey, don't go there. Go to Twitter.com slash H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G. A huge douchebag. <laughs> what is he talking about? Oh, I hope there's some crossover here. Uh, and also, we have two special guests today. Uh, he was on last week's episode, so not all that special. Less special. It's yeah. Brett Brelston Elston. <laughs> Yep. Hey. <laughs> uh, come and back to tell you what I think about Batman. No, that's not just it. And There's so much going on in the comic world. That's true. One of our favorite friends. I, I miss her so much every A day. Huge douchebag. <laughs> it's Carolyn Goodmanson. Carolyn Goodmanson. Wait, damn it. I don't know where I am right now. You are, you are, well, that was Family Feud, and now you're in a 1960s sitcom being applauded by dead people. Mm-hmm. That sounds like the applause they would give uh, when somebody told off Archie Bunker. <laughs> uh, Archie, don't you think that was a little bit homophobic, anti-Semitic? That sounds like Yeah, so. Henry's got a new adversary out there on Twitter. Yeah. Have you responded to Miss Gilbert yet? I don't know who you're talking about. Anyway, you're going to pretend this doesn't exist. I understand. I'm we won't put talk some about work it. Work into pretending that the uh, person doesn't <laughs> exist. Yeah, they write nice haikus about you. So anyway, guys, got it, got it. Comic loud books. and clear. So we're not talking about Miss Gilbert. <laughs> no, <laughs> got it. Not at all. Twitter.com slash. Hey, yeah, you guys. Speaking of non-comic book things, you guys just saw. Speaking of engaged. Oh fuck. Oh, we can curse here. Great. Uh, I forgot about that. <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah, you guys so, just saw... Forget The Dark Knight Rises. You yeah, had a real special engagement in the news. theaters. Uh, yeah, so yes. after much toil, uh, Star Trek The Next Generation is coming to Blu-ray. And, of course, it's something that I was said all along, like, name your price. I will mm-hmm. I will pay whatever they put on it. It doesn't but, matter. But you said you it's always... my favorite show of all time. I think you also told me, though, you thought it probably would never happen because they, like, filmed on so many different films. No, it's really hard. And, it's, yeah. and the job they did is incredible. And yeah, I, I, right. I don't even like the first season enough to buy it. Mm-hmm. First, but, se- first season is the roughest by far, but it's like, well, one night. But, gonna... like, the roughest TNG season is still better than 99 sure. Yeah, forever it, with a line on top of it. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's still a tough... It's a show that's still trying to figure out what it is. Um, mm-hmm. But, but yeah, the, the work that went into restoring the picture and stuff, like, they went back and, like, a lot, of the mis- a lot of the shots were, like, physical models. They didn't use mm-hmm. CG in that show mm-hmm. for, like, ship shots. I think not until... Eventually they did, right? Maybe the... I, I don't think Next Gen ever Never? did. I think DS, shaking her head. I think DS9 was uh, eventually... 
incorporated it into. Uh, well, I know they had some CG in. Well, they were using all those CG. Well, yeah. there's CG yeah. or for the like, show, not or the for ship. Odo. If, like well, once Odo, every Odo, yeah, but like, once every ten episodes, uh, they could afford point, for him to right. shape shift. Yeah, there's a point at yeah. Voyager at which everything stopped becoming models, and I don't remember when it was. Mm-hmm. It was all CG, but they used Next a lot Gen, of CG in Next Gen too. Well, CG in the, the yeah, ships. CG in the sense of phasers and effects and stuff yeah. like that. So those they went back and cleaned up, but like shots with the actual models, they could like recompose the shot, like mm-hmm. like use that original footage and like mm-hmm. get a better version of it. So it makes the show just look even better. There's than a it. comparison shot on LaserTimePodcast.com of oh, the show on the planet Earth. Yeah, planet I mean, Earth. but seriously, it's it's so fucking admirable, like what they what they did, because there are a ton of shows from that era that I thought were de- doomed to die in standard definition murkiness, yeah. and and just even even especially the uh, on the on set stuff. They actually got. Uh, so there's a lot, a lot of new um, special features, which I'm glad mm. for because the DVD sets they put out exactly ten years ago now, like the hundred and fifty dollar mega DVDs, they were hundred bucks each, um, and I bought all seven of them. I just, all well, I, their price is a much more fair, sixty dollars for for all the work they put in. I figured they would have gone. Well, way it's funny, higher. Amazon. It's sixty bucks. That's half off. Oh, is it really? Yeah, they're over a hundred dollars regular price. That's still worth it, though. It's mm. twenty-four episodes and like a ton of extra crap. I'd... But the extra crap in this case is like they actually because when we saw it in the theater, so they did those Fathom mm. events you see mm-hmm. at like what Never Cinem- been Cinemark or AMC or whoever it is that shows them. They'll uh, Green Day has a concert and you can watch it live mm-hmm. in a theater one R- night. Rift only. tracks I've been tempted okay. to go to. Oh, see, the yeah. mystery science guys and yeah. musicals. Yeah. yeah, musicals as well. Ugh. Yeah, and opera and stuff. But in this case, it was watched two episodes of Next Gen in the theater mm-hmm. um, and with, cut interspersed with some scenes from the Blu-ray, like behind-the-scenes footage. And some of the stuff they had was like the original wardrobe tests for like Patrick Stewart. That was amazing. Wow, really? Like standing in the costume for the first time. Wow. And, yeah. and for like Riker as well, and his hair won't stop standing up, so they keep trying <laughs> to like spray it down. But one of the coolest things that I, that I saw is, you know when the show starts... And it does the starring, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And the last shot before it goes to the commercial is the Enterprise coming up from below. Mm-hmm. And the, the score soars up. And then it does the warp and it mm-hmm. shoots off. And I noticed this as a kid. Like, if you look where the observation deck is on the ship, you can see a figure walking around. And it's just supposed to be, like, a little touch. And I just I'm, I noticed it as a kid. Think like, oh, that's a really nice touch. It looks like there's people walking around inside the hmm. ship. That's kind of neat. I never thought twice about how they did it. I just assumed... CG or something, mm-hmm. but they showed what it is. And Chris, you know, you know, Matt scene or something like that. It's they showed what it is. It's this hand animated. Wow! Like, like when you blow it up really big, it's like frame by frame like, kind of shit. Yeah, like like a hand animated. Wow. Uh, table with these crude figures walking around, but when you shrink it down to that big, uh-huh. and it just goes by inside of a ship, you can't. Even, it just looks like people wow. walking around. But then they blow it up and show the original animatic. And it's like holy shit! And it's just really cool. That's from like 1986, and it's just yeah. sat in limbo. Forever. It was something he never had to do. They didn't have so, to do that for anybody. But to tie this back into comics, there's still a Star Trek Doctor Who comic there book tie over going on mm. right now, which is actually <laughs> I was going to say, are you excited about that at all? It's I, actually I, this is the first time hearing. I haven't it. read. I haven't read it. But what it which does doctor is Doctor is it? It's all it, well. It's not all of them, but it's like Next Gen is talking to the new one. Whereas they had a flashback with Kirk talking Kirk, to Baker, right? Kirk and Spock wow, talked really? to the Scarfy okay. one. Yeah, uh, Carolyn's in. Tom Baker's the Scarfy one, right? Am I yeah, right? I, think mm-hmm. so. I don't know. Yeah, he's the one I remember. I, I just like. Why, yeah. why is Bob Dylan traveling through space? <laughs> mm. uh, it's a yeah. good also, Tom Baker joke. Didn't get also a funny guys. one. A, fun, a funny connection with comic books and 
Star Trek. Uh, Jonathan Frakes got his start as, uh, or one of his early jobs in acting was to play Captain America at comic book conventions. Wow, really? Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Is there, I can see is, that. Is there footage of this? No, it was just, it was one of those trivia facts. Mm. Somebody must have footage of him. Or a photo, at least. And then I read a funny story about how, like, they also had a guy who was usually Spider-Man, and he was, this was a story I read by, like, I think it was Mark Wade telling it, but... They had the Spider-Man guy who appeared at all these conventions, too, at the same time, who, like, did these Spider-Man-y poses. And then, like, he was out sick one day or something, so they had to get... They got Frakes to be Spider-Man for one day. (laughs) And they're like... But he was walking around like Captain America, like, (laughs) see, this is why Spider-Man does Spider-Man. He poses, because when he just walks around as Spider-Man, it looks looks dumb. That's why that guy got paid the little bucks. Uh, (laughs) Three times a year. Well, so let's talk a little bit about what we've been reading, if any. Seriously. I do want to say, we're going to talk about Dark Knight Rises. Oh, yes, yeah. But, but, but spoilers spoilery, the second but later half. on, later on. But yeah, but I feel like we'll be talking about that maybe even the whole half hour of the second not. half. But, but so, first up, I want to say uh, I was reading some nice old Spider-Man. Brett will like that I, I got like the, um, it was the collection of all the first posts uh, Todd McFarlane Venom stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it was all the Venom stories that appeared in Amazing Spider-Man up to the Lethal Protector uh, oh, miniseries. So, so through Eric Larson and Bagley. And Bagley, up all the way up to 375. From 332 to 375. That is when I was, like, at my... The height of Spider-Man my, at excitement. My, at my eight peak, yeah, for sure. And it's got the Carnage stuff, too, like all those. So I was really enjoying that. 361, 362, 363. But then I also read um, Batman Year One. Or, not Year One. Earth One, Batman ah. Earth One, the new um, basically ultimate Batman, the, mm-hmm. an ultimate version of Batman that they that obviously new? timed for the Dark Knight Rises. So that's like, new. It's a brand new book written Fright- by frightfully heavily de- <laughs> frightfully new, heavily delayed, um, heavily delayed. Yeah, written by uh, Jeff Johns with art by Gary Frank, mm-hmm. like a good team. So the whole concept of it is that Batman. It's set in an even realer world than the Dark Knight world. Like, hmm. the first sequence of the book is a standard Batman chasing a guy scene. Then ba- then the guy is getting away, and Batman pulls out his grapple gun, and then it breaks and doesn't work. And he's like, shit. And he has to, like, run faster, <laughs> dives off the roof onto another roof after the guy, and misses. And, like, just, like, barely, like, catches himself on, like stuff and falls in a way that really hurts but doesn't break anything Mm -hmm. and then he just goes ow and then he just walks back to his car defeated (laughs) and Uh. and then like in it uh like alfred isn't his butler he's like was his personal bodyguard and was his main trainer and stuff but all alfred keeps saying to him is like really you you have to use a gun use a fucking gun shoot people if you're gonna deal with these criminals and batman won't do it and it's really like making Batman look stupid most of the time, like, is the book. Uh, yeah, strange. this sounds like uh, missing the point of why I like Batman. The idea of Batman having a bodyguard is, like, so absurd. <laughs> well, Bruce as a Wayne. kid, he had a bodyguard. Bruce like, Wayne from the time his kid, his parents were dead. Like, if and, it was a decoy Alfred. bodyguard for Bruce Wayne, I could understand. Well, I think they wanted to, like, show off, like, see, Alfred's not some He's not doily... 
tea server. I mean, there you go, Master Wayne. Yeah, I, I do like the idea of if you're going to do an equivalent of an ultimate universe, which is something the ultimate universe didn't even do well enough, I feel, mm-hmm. is to just make it completely different. But my, so, but my biggest problem... I, I, so, so in that sense, I actually, I'm behind this in a sense that, like, don't just make new Batman with no continuity yet. Make, yeah. like, reimagine the character. Mm-hmm. So, so here's... Know. I want to complain about the ending, Please which is do. stupid. So... Spoilers about the end. Fast forward oh a little, God. guys. Even I don't want to hear this. Are you sure? The ending. Su- okay, I just I'll just say the ending sucks and is a cheat. Oh, it's, it's a, this a, is a total cheat. The ending to Batman Earth One. This is a confined. Book. It's not an ongoing. It's a confined. Um, well, no, there is going to be a volume two, but okay, it did just come out. I won't spoil it, but if you guys read it, you'll see the ending and you'll know what I think is bullshit. And I'll tell you guys off the air, off the mic too. But yeah, okay. I thought the ending I, was bullshit. I kind of think we don't want to know. Uh, yeah, I got. I did get the first issue. I just don't want to know because I don't care. That's not true. <laughs> no, what are you reading, no, motherfucker? I'll, pro- I'll probably read it. I, mean, I, I saw you reading Carol. something. Yeah. What were you about to is there, is there a Catman? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Catman is awesome. Really? Like he, so Wait, what? They, in, in DC? Yeah, there's a character named oh, Catman. Oh, I, th- I thought in uh, the Earth One. No, not in Earth One, but in, in regular sad, DC. And sadly, I'll read that one. And sadly, Catwoman is still in some weird place that can't figure Oof. out how to draw women right. A weird, yeah. a weird place where asses and boobs all—it's like the—it's like Flatland. But Catman, but like where ass and boobs all face. Catman is actually really cool. Read the Secret Six, guys, and you'll see Catman at his finest. Mm-hmm. No joke. Well, yeah, Brett. What have you read? Uh, I'm still getting through that. Walking Dead. Nah. Oh. <laughs> that uh, Acts of Vengeance omnibus that I wow. got. Wow. What? It's like. It's Bought a- on Free Comic Book Day. Bought it on Free Comic Book Day, and it was $75 free dollars. Oof. Um, marked down from 90 though, so that was nice. Mm. Uh, we went to a comic book store over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, I dragged Chris and other people in there and uh, kind of guilted them Michael, into buying if, stuff. If and- you saw that picture of Brett, Michael, and I drinking mimosa <laughs> at brunch, I honestly what? nominate Michael Rapara as his 2012's Deal With It Dog. Yeah. It's, it's like, pretty it's, good. It's the greatest picture ever. It's, yeah. Just right, Michael well, with his beard and, yeah. You need to just make a laser time post that it's just Michael Rapari. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that the day this year. Has airs. anyone made a gift like the Riker gift with with the beard coming down, but with Michael? That's what I want to see. I just someone did a beard going away. Somebody did the beard leaving with him talking to Christian. It's yeah. It's it's really hard to find Michael without a beard. Mm-hmm. I think you can. Only, it only happens between like four or five in the morning. <laughs> Well, it happened between 2005 and 2007. Yes, back in the eighties, I think. And on special Halloween, Halloween, too. Halloween 09. But uh, I feel like you did one other Halloween too. I'm still reading uh, Amazing Spider-Man. I'm still buying those monthly issues, which is right. getting problematic. Still, are you reading the uh, the current Lizard storyline? Yes, I'm up with that. I a new issue came. The finale of the three part came out today. I haven't read that okay. yet, but uh, and, I uh, really like it. That like he they turn him back to Kirk Connors, but right. he's still the lizard. Oh, he still brain. thinks like the lizard. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of. I cool. like that. Let me think. I, because I have so much flying ahead of me, like with mm-hmm. Gamescom and TGS and New York Comic Con, and oh, so many. You'll other be things. up in the air like George Clooney like himself, George Clooney, which is where I saw that uh, movie. <laughs> so uh, anyway, like, like Batman himself, George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> I'll um, you save him. Yes, I, I, I am buying a lot of stuff, but like I'm just not reading it because I'm like, uh, the reason, another reason I got some of the digital comics was not just because of the space issue, but like, if I fly a lot, I, I used to always take a trade with me, and then yeah. I've, got, I've got a trade with me stuck. The, I read it on the plane because mm-hmm. I want to read it and I'm interested, yeah. and now for the rest of that trip, I've got a trade just. That sitting always with happened me. to me too. Like a totally useless trade just sitting with you yep. the whole time. Yeah. 
and you just finished reading it, you don't want to reread. I, I don't want to reread like, it like right now. Yeah. So I'm just loading up my iPad with a bunch of comics, and since the only thing I'm buying physically uh, is Amazing Spider-Man, and I'm all caught up, um, I did buy let's I did buy that Hobgoblin collection uh, of Amazing Spider-Man. Mm. Oh, the Birth of Hobgoblin. Birth of Hobgoblin. Yeah, that's a good one. Because that's love pre. That. I think that's pre Black Costume. Right before yeah. it ends at two fifty one. Yeah. So there you go. Oh yeah. So, right into yeah. So Hobgoblin then comes back and it's actually pretty prominent during the four years of Black Costume Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's such a good villain. Yeah, it's really cool to see how they turn something like Hobgoblin, which ostensibly is like another guy with a glider mm-hmm. uh, into like an actual different take on the care on, on, on that villain so yeah. it, it, it's interesting to see because I remember reading it kind of off and on as a kid like getting random issues or my friends had them or whatever um, well because when we the Hobgoblin of the 90s actually did suck like the Jason McIndale Hobgoblin yeah. like he sucked it and they tried to make him interesting with like Demo Goblin, yeah, the Demo Demon Goblin. Goblin that took him over, like yeah. Yeah. which is part of Inferno, um, <laughs> which ties into McFarlane Spider-Man stories. That's uh, right. McFarlane drew the first issue of the Lizard. I remember that I ever saw the Lizard. The in was Torment three thirteen. No, not not Spider-Man. Oh, okay. When he did Amazing, and I remember that. Uh, can't Lizard lurks on campus or something like that. Mm. It's it's Lizard, but McFarlane drawing the Lizard uh, before Torment, before Spider-Man was launched mm-hmm. uh, and that's I think maybe the first place I saw a lizard and that's where all my love for the lizard comes because McFarlane drew him so well yeah like just made him look like a horrible lizard monster well Torment was such a tour de yeah, force yeah, for the to- that too when I was a kid and saw and that's Torment a, that's like- in trades right now so it might be digitally as well mm. if you want to read a really like surprisingly intense Spider-Man story Torment scared me as a kid because yeah. like they, oh, the, the main pictures were like Spider Man suit in shreds, like him bleeding everywhere, yeah. like in yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Spider Man torment. It's a good lizard. It's not well. It's not such a great lizard story because lizards basically relegated to mindless He's a henchman, mindless, mindless henchman. henchman. But if you want to see so. a take on a Spider Man like being very violent and serious? That's it's a cool, it's a cool story, hmm. bro. It's also uh, a few issues after that. The last time Wolverine was in his brown costume f- to the present day, oh. part of the. Uh, Perception storyline with Wendigo. Oh wow! And, okay. and that's right before Wolverine went into the current yellow costume, which was itself a throwback to his original seventies costume, uh, which came along with the Jim Lee redesign of all those characters and the right. X Men cartoon and all that. Blue stuff. and gold team. Yes. Uh, cool. So thinking about what I bought on iPad, though, I, I, I everyone's recommendation the Batman Night of Owls or Court of yeah. Owls. I haven't read it the yet. The whole Owls thing is. I started reading it. It's pretty good. That's I've, great. I've started that. I also am uh, getting caught up on Invincible Iron Man. And I also would like to tell everyone a ton of Guardians of the Galaxy and cosmic stuff is starting to show up. Uh, if you're Buy buying, it. If you're buying digitally, uh, Annihilation, the, re- the lead up to Annihilation, everything involving Annihilation is good. You should read all of it. Although you do, you should figure out the order to read those things. It's, it's actually very important. Start with, an, well, if... If the Drax miniseries is on there, start with the Drax miniseries. If the Drax miniseries is not, there's a. I saw the download on at least Marvel's Nova. app called. Uh, well, it's Annihilation Book One. It yeah. has the Nova miniseries, but also the Annihilation prologue. Pre- prologue. Wait a minute. Hold on. It. I can talk about this. That's what you bought. Is that well, Carolyn? Have you been reading that too? So she read it when it was out the first time. Whoa! Yeah. What really? I only read manga, but <laughs> I made an exception for Annihilation. What did you? What did you just let me borrow? Uh, Uzumaki. Uzumaki. Which was going to be my pick for what I read. Mm. Oh, Even is the- that the one about weird spiral occult stuff? 
I, I've seen that on the bookshelf. Yeah. It's, it's in my room. Yay. I hope it makes it out of there alive. Brett shaking his head, knowing exactly what the room is. <laughs> It'll say, never return. Say, Brett, a, void Brett of a, a void of old socks and... Oh, his room is actually probably scarier. Berm clouds. Oh, it's, it's bad. Your room it, is scarier than Uzumaki. It's bad. Just boxes and boxes. There's a transition going on right now, yeah. uh, and there's a lot of stuff everywhere. Yeah. But Carolyn, have you been reading anything before we go so, to Chris? Uh, yeah, uh, I have been. So yeah, I only read manga because mm-hmm. America is pig disgusting. <laughs> right, um, of course. Yeah, so I've been on a, kind of a horror kick lately, and my favorite horror uh, manga cop is uh, Jinji Ito. Um, and there's a series; it's it's really short. It's only three volumes. It's called Uzumaki, mm-hmm. and the premise sounds Uruto. really. Huh? It it sounds like really not scary at all. It's basically about a town that's obsessed with spirals. Mm. But it's absolutely creepy. Like not the six-armed mutant from X Men, by the way. <laughs> huh? You mean the one from our uh, from oh, Mojo Verse? Yeah. Mojo Verse. Yeah. But no, yeah, I like that up. Uh, Uzumaki's really good, and I'm just a fan of Junji Ito in general. Like his short horror comics are amazing. Like if you just do a Google search for like Junji Ito, a lot of them are available translated online for free. Really? Yeah. There's this one that's called the Enigma of Amigara Fault, which is. Like one of my favorite short comics of all time. Just, it's really like it's just super creepy and atmospheric. Like it's I not do. really like for gross out gore. Although Uzumaki does have its moments of I gross out gore. I guess I haven't really but, dug yeah. into a lot of horror comics. Oh now I feel like I'm yeah. way behind. So yeah, like oh, look up Junji Ito and like the ones, the two yeah. that I would recommend are the Enigma of Amigara Fault, and then um, there's another one called Glyceride, which is. One of the most disgusting, without being gory, <laughs> things I've ever, ever seen. Hmm. Like, hmm. it's amazing. It's it's really good. Um, so, yeah, so I, I just read Uzumaki not that long ago. And, yeah, it's really um, interesting how it, like, uh, I don't know, like, it starts and you're like, how are they going to make this creepy? It's just about spiral patterns and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it's just, like, where it goes. It's like, it just gets getting crazier and crazier. And I don't know. Go out and read it. It's, it's, I just Googled it, and I, fa- I think I found the whole book online for free. And I can't... Honestly, is this one who used to work at Future? It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, well, maybe... I, did I mention last week reading Lock and Key? Um, briefly. Briefly? I'm totally smitten with it. I mean, it was like... It came out right around the time of that horrible Dark Knight atrocity. But, like, and I was in an emotional state. But, uh, uh, but yeah. seeing, like, this tragedy befall this family... I don't know, it really worked it really worked for me. I really yeah. enjoyed Lock and Keep. You know, it was weird Yeah, there that was a news thing I was gonna talk about was that they're they're delaying the release of a Batman comic this week because um in it there's a scene where someone holds up a uh, someone pulls out a gun in a mm-hmm. classroom and points it at the class and like it's not that I feel they're being gun and Batman. I love that picture you put on, on Facebook of Batman breaking apart a gun. What did he say? Uh, this is the weapon the, of the evidence. Uh, enemy. Of enemy yeah. Oh yes, and before don't want to point it out in the Dark Knight discussion to make it look like I hate Dark Knight, but I love that <laughs> Batman never uses guns yeah. unless he's in a vehicle, a motorcycle, or an airplane. <laughs> then guns are well, awesome and used constantly. Is big, this is like it's big huge and causes a lot of damage. damage. He'll use a gun. Well, his parents weren't shot by a bazooka. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> his parents weren't shot by a flamethrower. Are you crazy? <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, uh, that thing was sad though. 
I'm glad we went to the comic the comic store. Um, that was a fun day. Mm-hmm. It's all a bunch of thrifting and the hate. I got a Snoopy shirt that says, "Yo, oh, what's up?" It <laughs> is. What's up, Snoopy? What's up, Snoopy? <laughs> Yeah, I, d- I discovered my tolerance for antiquing is about 32 minutes. Is it? We, we did it like all day. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, that's right. You just eventually, you eventually just stopped coming in the stores. Yeah. I was like, what is this? Oh, the exact same 12 shirts. No, right. no. Yeah. A lot of them are, a lot of them are okay, like the place fucking... you led us to. Like, man, what do you see all the shirts they have in here? The same Mickey shirt 12 damn times. All right. There's a little and bit of that. And then here's a Led Zeppelin shirt. But, okay, how about that Disneyland Family Reunion 19 shirt from 1975 where we're like, this is cool. It just won't fit any of us. It won't fit anyone, so who cares? <laughs> and it looked dirty. Well, this concerns me because every time I go back and watch something from the 80s, everybody was slimmer. Why don't you just buy the shirt and turn it into a poster, a pillow, or something? That seems plausible. Okay. <laughs> I Look, maybe I might start doing One this. of those, uh, man, uh, one of my favorite thrift store finds was it was for like a uh, you weren't with an, us and no at a different place was they it was for like 1988 India it was for this Indian groups get together of like a big meal like it just had a guy like mixing a bunch of rice together mm-hmm. no, oh. no. <laughs> it real Indians from India uh, you asked me what I've been reading. Uh, all, it, I'm glad we went to the comic store because I finally got to buy the second volume of Irredeemable, which is not available digitally. What? Yeah, it, only the first volume is really available. Really Otterby. It re- really Otterby. Yeah. That, should be, that should be a weekly article we do. <laughs> this Otterby <laughs> Digital. I thought of a good feature idea Emmett for Otter. Cape Crisis. What's that? For laser time. Oh, come on. Do you want to do this sometime, Henry? No, we're gonna we're gonna have a contest to so a writer can win the opportunity. <laughs> You're right to write it. The right to do this. Uh, I don't know. It's one of those ideas. I, 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 if I, I do you want, let me hear. It. If it's, say it on if it's air? really good, I'll bleep it in post. I'll, it's the kind of thing I would sick Charlie on because I know he would find a bunch of good examples. Uh, Chuckles lost his edge. I know. I know. <laughs> Vintage like two thousand nine. Come on, someone might tell him you said that on here. I've been. He'll never, never listen. I'm but. so bored at work. I went to Charlie for a smog check yesterday. We went Charlie. And went I, been, I went sh- to Charlie have a smog check on his car. Wow. Like, just for no reason, we just hung out, <laughs> hung out in the street we've never been to. I'm glad you guys hung out though. Yeah, I know. So, I've never seen it. Oh, all right, what is this? So idea? this feature idea, in case Chris wants to bleep it, okay, is like mm. too good, too good. Too it's getting good. bleeped. It's getting bleeped. Because I like on the, the that aforementioned lizard story that's happening right now. Mm. I see lizard clearly biting Spider-Man's neck in half. <laughs> I love that. Oh yeah, yeah, I know that. And one, I was yeah. like. How many comics have I seen where the cover is like, in no uncertain terms, oh, the hero was murdered in this issue. Yeah. Here he is dead and stabbed in the heart. And then, <laughs> oh, that never happens. Like, I just, a, a know, montage of those to show how ridiculous it gets. Kind of the, the, one of the few ways that comics can show that someone is dead and not just knocked out, I love, is the wrist with the, the thriller hands. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. That's the only... Oh, wait, are we going to bleep this? We shouldn't talk uh, more about he doesn't, this. It, we, you don't know how Brett categorized it. All right. It was too elegant. No, You'll never get it. It's amazing that this has all been like a three-minute bleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we should I've move. also been reading. All right. All right. Well, why, why don't I want to For some reason, it. I just poured back into Ultimate Spider-Man, which I'd started at the beginning. Well, there was a Comixology sale. Like there was a... But I haven't even... Issue 70. Yeah, issue 70 on, but I forgot that, like... In some state, I bought like the first sixty issues. Yeah. So there's still a gap there. So and I've yeah. had them for a while, and they're just getting to a point where like it's found. 
Fucking Craven's a reality show star. I think that's hilarious because he's. Yeah, it's really after the. I'd say after the, the the first six issues, I think almost uh, stretch out the origin a little too long. Yeah, but once it get like the first story with the kingpin. Yeah, like, the learning curve trade is really yeah, good. I like yeah. them. And then lot. once you get through, like, say, the first fifty issues of Ultimate Spider-Man, mm-hmm. you really should read Ultimate Six. Ultimate Six, which is the Ultimate Sinister Six story. Oh yes, yes, yes. yes. But it's it's really good art, and it's actually really cool. Mysterio, uh, I think he's in there. Okay, mm-hmm. good. I don't remember. It's well, been I know years you're loving since... Mysterio in Spider-Man. I had not read that yet. Um, oh, I'm not there. I want I want to read more of the Morales shit. I'm just waiting for the the uh, digital. Have issues. you been reading Spider-Man, Brett? No, I've heard, I know of it. You got to read good. the Morales shit. Have you, you haven't read eh. the. Mo- Really? I'll read, it. I'll read it. I love it. I just, I love I just it. got... I'm just... I don't know. What? My hesitance is like, I mentally wrote off the Ultimate Universe like mm-hmm. three years ago. Yeah. It, Ultimatum just, made me never want to read it. Yeah, again. I just don't care. So it's like, oh, do you want to see what this other Spider-Man's doing? No. I'm telling you it's... it's because I don't care about that universe. Like, if he was in the regular Marvel Universe, so it's like Spider-Man I might check out. Because but it's not it's so, at least... It's not so much... I don't know. You can't think of it like that. Because not to spoil anything in, in well, Morales... Well, having read it for 10 years, no, I'm but just not, tired not, of the universe. But not the, the Morales is sort of built to exist concurrently with Parker. Right. So he is... He is he, they, he is... I don't know. What do you call that? He's there already. No, I don't even mm. care about that. Because as far as I'm concerned, the Ultimate Universe should have always been really different stuff. So as far as mm. I'm concerned, Morales should have been what they it, did yes, from the beginning. Yes, exactly. And yeah. it, is, it is really different. And it is also plausible that if Spider-Man... Can, Especially when the movie showed us there's thousands of those spiders. Yeah. Someone else is going to get bit. Yeah. And, uh, what a stupid plot. Anywho, I want to... briefly mention something Please. else I've been reading? It's not a comic. Is that okay? Uh-oh. Sure. Uh, periodical? The Hyperion series by Dan Simmons is really, really good. If you like what sci-fi even remotely. Hyperion's a member of the Squadron Supreme. Sure is. And the name of the blimp in uh, City the Top of the World. But yeah, I just, I just finished the second book and there's like... Yeah, it's really good. If you like books without so much comic. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Well, at least like, have the occasional like page of a drawing of what happened like in that the, chapter. The like the pictures to be in your head. And I am, am going to recommend a, comi- a, a comics book. Chris Rock's Rock This. I have it's, that. It's such, right, it's such a terrible book. I still have that when I bought in high school. Like, <laughs> it's so funny. It's But it's, it's I just... I remember reading it's, Drew Carey. They wrote his material yeah. on the page, and it's just so weird. You ever noticed? Like what? Like why would you write that on a page that's yeah, clearly meant to be said by a human being? I, I, well, I still have that book to this day, and every time I open it up, I'm like, it works because I hear his voice in my head very yeah, clearly. If you're doing that, it's fine. But if you just read it, you ever wondered what's the difference between black men and <laughs> right? Yeah. Before we get, you on to- that, somebody applaud me for the restraint. I got to pull up my own soundboard. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, and then, and after rocks. that, I want to quickly apologize. I bought Guardians of the Galaxy, duh, out of like curiosity and a sale. Mm. And you guys came at me and like, no, you have to read the whole Annihilation series. You kind of do. Yes. And I, I agree. And I've gotten to a point where I've enjoyed it. But I also slammed Green Lantern Rebirth for being mm. impenetrable. And and like this series is the exact same way. And no. I know Nova. Hold on, there are way too many proper names and species in that yeah, book with you, a lot of like implied lore that they think you know. And I know, and I know mm. plenty about about Novacore. 
But like that whole the, that first twenty pages is just as impenetrable. Ah, come on, as it's Green like Lantern. Nova Corps cops, Cree and no, Skrull no. don't like each other. No, Boom. it's a little more. They just start out with like totally proper names. We're here at the Crunch. At, well, the Crunch the was a new concept in that book. Itself. I know, and like none of that is made any is clear at all. Like it's the only time I've have been sent in to do research. I don't think why? Carolyn why? 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 Carolyn doesn't sometimes agree. Sometimes you're not meant to like. It's okay if you don't understand everything at the start, and you read and you find out. I, I suppose I think co- just comics have been a little better about that. They they usually give you like a little buffer room if like you hadn't read the previous issue. There's either a really horrible hackneyed piece of dialogue that reminds you what happened. Mm-hmm. Is the crunch really from the very beginning? Nah, maybe not. It, it, I, it just it's just there's so maybe, many there's so many the wrong spot. There's so many proper names that they don't give you any context to what they mean. Well, now when the annihilation wave comes, the crunch is destroyed. And so mm-hmm. that, that's that's free stuff. Well, before we take a break, I feel like we're probably getting we're close to the first segment. I wanted to talk about one thing we saw before The Dark Knight Rises, which was, and it's on the internet now, so we're not spoiling a surprise, yeah. but the Superman return, or the Man of Steel trailer. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think? Uh, it's actually better on the internet when you watch both. Well, I watch both. It's just there's one has more scenes of crap, like different scenes no, of being on a crap. It boat. doesn't have any. I was just totally hyped <laughs> up. This, one is narrated by Kevin Costner as Pa Kent, and one is narrated as Russell Crowe as Jarrell. Narrated, oh, narrated, oh. narrated differently right. to Superman, and that's fucking awesome. That's like a great almost idea. shot for shot, the same footage. That's a great different idea. narrator. I do like that. Boy, Russell Crowe's Jarrell. Yes, yeah. I didn't know that. Yes, I knew about Kevin Costner, but uh, I don't know. It was so like Batman Beginsy. It's just yeah. like I th- well, that, I that don't think me... we should be surprised by that at all. I know. Yes. But... yes. No okay. one is involved, but just seeing like Superman hitchhike through a foreign country, like yeah. in the tra- in the trailer, I'm like- a crab boat guy. And <laughs> I'm like a regular dude. I also think man is the deadliest. We catch. we complained yeah. enough. Uh, like I can, it annoyed me enough that Amazing Spider-Man had to recount the origin that everyone knows. But if you think Spider-Man's origin is famous. Wow. Every single person who speaks English, I think, at least has some idea of Superman's origin. That's an American origin. mythology. Everybody knows yeah. it. Yeah. Everybody it's, knows it. And it's, More it, people know his origin than probably know like the second president of the United and States. And they actually mm-hmm. know like the way it's said. Uh, like A <laughs> visitor you. from a strange planet came to Earth. Leap jumps... Uh, leaps tall buildings in a single bound. Blah, blah, blah. Like, all that shit. Like, people Back before know that. he could fly. Yeah. They don't... Another origin story. And I, again, I think they will know enough not to draw it out. And you know what's weird? I have kind of have faith in Zack Snyder. Nope. I don't. Nope. No? Nope. Nope. No, no I, wait. I did not see Sucker Punch. <laughs> but but uh, well, that, that would definitely curb your. I think but, if but, he has a one foot leash, dealing attached that that Christopher Nolan has his hand on the entire time. But I didn't. Maybe he'll be. I better. didn't want to say anything good about Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Fan, like a very admirable job with Watchmen. Yeah, I think yeah. Watchmen. I is... didn't. I didn't want a Dawn of the Dead uh, remake. That Dawn of the Dead remake is fucking awesome. I love yeah. it. It's yeah, really good. I wanted to hate it. So, I wanted to hate both of those things. But everything he's done originally, three hundred. Yeah, we everybody. Yeah. Had, I mean, at least it was an original execution. Fine. Um, it was a style that was his. It was a style that was his. It, it well, just so was Sucker Punch. Well, Sty- the, difference, the difference is, is Sucker style. Punch was the same style like six years yeah. later and with actual like no restraint yeah. at all. But then also somehow not sexy. Three hundred had very much restraint. Either. I, it's not that I don't love or even like three hundred. It just it, it was it looked original but paved the way for cliched filmmaking yeah. in a way mm-hmm. I can't stand. Yeah. But it's not Zack Snyder's fault for 
pioneering that. Yeah. So because he only did it like twice. Yeah. In the trailer, I did like that it ended with you got a scene of Superman. So many of those things would just like a regular the the trailer tradition of those types of teasers would just been like show a flash of his cape or something. But to show like ten straight seconds of him flying into space, the sonic booms breaking twice. The sonic booms were a nice touch. (laughs) That was the kind of bullshit you wouldn't see in Superman Returns. And he's clearly going to space. He's clearly flying into space. Uh, I don't know. That I liked. I like that. It's just funny that it's basically that trailer. If you go back and look at the Superman Returns trailers, mm-hmm. it's almost it. the same trailer. Yeah. It is. You may not remember me. It's disembodied voice talking about they they're good people. They wish to be. You must guide them. It's like here we go. Mm-hmm. It just felt like it was trying way too hard to be restrained for the sake of being restrained and like mm-hmm. understated. Mm-hmm. And it it felt like it was trying like way too hard to like distance itself from like the essence of Superman I don't know it just didn't yeah nah. this one's rooted in reality and that costume yeah. too man Lex Luthor is just a valedictorian in this one he's just he's got some mild man. accomplishments no the tradition now is like no Lex Luthor film one film two Lex Luthor it's always yeah. filmed save the best villain yeah. for film two don't waste him in, the, in an origin <laughs> <video>. wrong Billions. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> wrong <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alright. What a movie. But what's right is that we're gonna take a break and we'll see you on the other side with Dark Knight Rises Spoiler. Keep busting. Hey everybody, this is the little old hello in the break that I put in every week. Uh, well, I don't put it in. But anyway, uh, wanted to say thanks again for listening to Cape Crisis here on the Laser Time Podcast Network. Uh, if uh, you like us, uh, or if you like this podcast, you should check out lasertimepodcast.com. On there you'll find not just the Cape Crisis page, but also the Laser Time Podcast that started it all, the uh, VG Empire, the podcast about video game music, and recurring features like Poison Popcorn and Ladies Night, a, an actual honest-to-God comic strip. If you like comic books, you will like this comic strip. And while you're on the site, if you'd like to help keep the podcast alive and free, there's a little button on the left side of the screen that says Donate. Just click on that and you can give us whatever you can if you want to help us out. Also under that, you, there's a link to buy Laser Time t-shirts. We got a brand new one on there that's uh, pretty good looking about uh, animated chickens fighting each other or something. Uh, so buy those and that helps us out. And if you'd like to help us out just through buying the things on Amazon that you would already have purchased, just click on the Amazon links on the right side of the screen. Anything on there that you purchase through that link will send a little something our way and help us out. And really, you click on that thing. You don't have to buy that thing. Just click on that thing and go anywhere on Amazon in that same tab and buy it, and it helps us out. Whatever you buy, doesn't matter. Uh, and uh, lastly, if you're listening to this, uh, if you subscribe on iTunes or Zune, uh, then if you could please give us a nice review and and uh, rate us five stars, that really helps us out in placement and appearance. And uh, last but not least, it's time for the Hank's Corner comic book pick of the week. This week I'm going to go with one I just uh, rediscovered recently, which was Powers 
the superhero cop book by Brian Michael Bendis and Michael Avon Oming. Or Waming, maybe? Uh, anyway, it's it's been a long-running series. Started in, uh, like, almost a decade ago, I would think. Uh, that takes place in a world where superheroes exist and police have to deal with it. And uh, it isn't based in Marvel or DC. Uh, it's a whole new universe so the guy can make up whatever he wants to happen. Horribly violent things happen in it. It's murder mysteries. It's a great, great book. So you'll see a link on the page for Laser Time Podcast to pick up a copy of that if you're so interested. And or when you and like I said, when you click on that, whatever you buy on Amazon through that link will go to help us out. So you don't even have to buy that book. But uh, you'll see that on LaserTimePodcast.com or on CapeCrisis.com. You'll see it there. All right, so back to the show. This weekend, I needed some internet comfort food, so I watched all the Red Letter Media Star Wars prequel uh, reviews I just, again. I just watched that for the first time after the Prometheus stuff. Oh, man. Well, I also watched a lot of Half in the Bag, Why did too. David do that? that Is he a- an expert in things <laughs> that have never, ever happened? Why uh, did they ru- well, where were they running I, from? My the black favorite. goo? Then why did they oh, go into the room where all the black goo was stored? And my favorite thing of that Red Letter Media episode oh, one is, is <laughs> chapter six, Invasion of Boring. <laughs> <laughs> my, my favorite thing of the entire episode one video is, is question mark. <laughs> the microphone. Yeah, it's yeah, recording. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize you were recording. That's all right, sweetie. Oh, all right. Uh, I was just hanging out. <laughs> No, that when the question mark starts really small and just gets bigger, <laughs> and thus begins one of the stupidest side explanations, and it just keeps getting bigger and talking about midichlorians yeah. that is never explained yeah. or referenced again. I mean, and it just keeps this question mark just gets bigger and bigger. I also, he says this is the point where Star Wars has been irrevocably, irrevocably broken and can never to be brought back again. And that's an example. Yeah, that's an example of like. Well, I don't even want to get into the... Pr- I do, no, no, stop. Anything else. Okay, I, right. I do have something we, we can can't all, open this wound. We it's can over. All get well, you know, it. I saw... Well, I watched a ha- the Half in the Bag for Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. Was, I meant to it was, watch it. It was very informative. They uh, they don't... He Yeah, he makes a... Well, we'll just talk about that later. We will. But, I just want to get burn this because I meant to do it last week. Because it's worth listening to. It's about Dark Knight and Rush Limbaugh. Oh, and Jesus. Burned. This new movie, the Batman movie, was the Dark Knight Lights Up or something, whatever the name <laughs> it is. That's right. Dark Knight Rises, Lights Up, same thing. Yeah. No notes Do for me. Do you know the name of the villain in this movie? He just sounds like a Simpsons character. Yeah. Bane. It's, yeah. The villain Pause. in the Dark Knight Rises is named Bane. B-A-N-E. What is the name of the oh, venture capital firm that Romney ran and around which there's now this make-believe controversy? Bane. 
not spelled the, mo- the same way. Movie has been in the works for a long time. The release date's been known. Summer. That's technically twenty years. I can admit that this seems like it makes no sense. This conspiracy theory. Conspira- but- I mean, who is it? Who is it? Was it? Was it Bald Manape on Twitter? We were doing. We were writing on Twitter impressions of the intern who's never listened to, saying things to Rush and like, "Sir, that's actually a twenty-year-old care." Sir, it's existed longer. Sir, Batman's been around longer than the NBA. I agree. That so, the- is this just kiss Sir- from? <laughs> Futurama. Sir, I agree that the poor need to be taxed in a ton, too. But yes. look, in, in 1993, Chuck Dixon created the character. Obvi- obviously, everything every investment firm does is well and just. But, yes, I just thought that was fucking hysterical. And I, well, I do always point out that I feel bad for those guys. For Rush Limbaugh, the Bill O'Reilly's, uh-huh. because... If you guys weren't on the mic with me, mm-hmm. that is what I... When no one's around to keep you in check, yeah. you just talk to your brain <laughs> and say shit like three that. Three hours a day, and I've, five I've, days I know, a week. I've, I've never gotten in more trouble than struggling to try and think of something poignant relating to something topical. Yeah. You and, only have the list of news. And, like, like, they just hand you a list of news topics, and, you're, and yeah. People hate it when we talk politics, because apparently... Anyway. Um, All right. You know what? I just saw. I just watched that opening scene to Newsroom, and it's the only thing I've seen from Newsroom. Super pretentious. The first, like at the start, I was like, "Yeah, this is really good." But then it like started to seep into me. Like, wait a minute, they've the specifically st- okay. So yeah. in the opening, it's Jeff Daniels' character saying why America nice. isn't as great as it used to be, and they specifically put him in between the left and the right, and he's the man in the middle telling the truth, and not and then and then he just turns into like. Number one, he spouts off a ton of facts that nobody who didn't write it as a speech would be able to know off the top of their head. And second, then he turns into, oh, you're the over 60 guy who hates kids today. He's like, you are part of the worst period, generation period ever, period. America used to be great. We used to stand for that. I was like, fuck it's you. Sorkin. Stop it. Tyler Wilde, help me out here. And then this, I am here. And then the same tinkly... Fucking music that they like just like took from West Wing starts going yes. up and bleh. yes it does. I get it. At the end of every episode, the whole episode is ruined by DJ strings Tanner. kicking in and someone saying, "You know, America." It's, and then someone goes on a speech, but it's still really fun to watch. Watch it the is. show. There it's should just funny. be a show where where Aaron Sorkin. Just stares at a camera for thirty minutes and just reads his opinions. Like, does that's what does Uncle do. Jesse come in at the end of your episodes and sit, <laughs> sit the West Wing down on his lap and be like, "Well, you know, sometimes, sometimes a little white lie is good, <sighs> and other times you gotta tell the truth." It's bad. It's, bad. it's good. Bad. It's a good bad show. It's it's really pretentious and like it's it's news revels in hindsight. hindsight. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> Look how we're getting. Here's how news should be done in hindsight. Here's how, because we know how everything. Here's out. how real news should be done in hot. Like two years ago, how real news should have been done. I'm like, yeah, dude, anybody could do. But it doesn't matter. He said, like, I don't mean it like as a. I mean, yeah, it's a criticism of regular news, but mm-hmm. it's still aspirational. I can still aspire to see news done a certain way. This is a show about comedy. Yeah, right. I just this okay. Is, well, you said comedy. politics and reminded me I watched yeah. it. Well, f- before we talk about Dark Knight Rises, I want to address uh, just a few of the answers to last week's question of the week about uh, what you've been reading. What have you been reading lately? 
So uh, let me start off with the first answer, and that is from our old pal Serpentine Zero. And that is uh, Invincible Eye Zombie Chew and American Vampire. All goodies. I love Invincible. Like, I, I'm waiting to get caught back up with that, too. And is saying really good stuff about American Vampire. I might have said that last week, but I don't know. Anything yeah. where it's something vampire, I assume it's going to be bad, but... And then, uh, let's see here. Uh, the Tringle? Or no, The Tingler. Not The, the Tringle. Uh, he says he was, he's been reading a couple of uh, DC origin books. He was reading Superman Birthright. And uh, the Batman Earth One that I talked about recently. A fantastic year one, but not as you know it, with some great twists and a, fa- a fallible Batman. I almost said failable. That would, that would have been... St- I would have failed. It. Okay. That would have been so embarrassing. Let's see here. Um, bur- 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 bur. Uh, Zeppa says, uh, I love anime, but have read little to no manga before. Was a little or no? Come on. Uh, I I am reading Naruto to begin with. Then I will branch out. My disdain is palpable. <laughs> you should read manga. Yeah, anime on. is just manga with filler. Here, if you want to read, like yeah, exactly. Of the time. Yeah, if you want to read a good manga to start with, let me suggest Twentieth Century Boys. It's a really good mm-hmm. one. Like it's a very long oh, running. May one. I make a suggestion too? Speaking of vampires, yeah. there's this webcomic called Last Blood that is amazing. Hmm. It's if anyone wants remember. to read it, it's free. It's yeah, it's about like vamp. It's like vampires and zombies, but it's cooler than that sounds. Like, yeah, it has mm. a really cool like origin story for what creates a zombie. That is like really original and like interesting. It's Let's called see. Last Blood, <laughs> not First Blood. Let's see here. Uh, White Steve Harvey says uh, <laughs> says Batman Nightfall to be ready for Dark Knight Rises, and he also has a really funny uh, animated GIF signature of. Uh, yeah, I wish you could see it. Oh, it's so hilarious! <laughs> and it's uh, you know that scene in The Simpsons where Grandpa goes into the um, the uh, the burlesque show and then sees Bart in the thing, just <laughs> yeah. put, takes his head off, turns around, and puts it back on immediately. It's that, but replacing Bart with one of those creepers from uh, Minecraft. <laughs> or whatever they're called. Man, I don't know. I'm picturing it in my head, right. and I am head laughing. <laughs> There's uh, Forrest L. says he's rereading Sandman. And uh, Keegan, and there's a brand new Sandman coming out next year. Uh, a uh. prequel. And then Keegan says he's reading Spider-Man, Ultimate Spider-Man, and Buffy. They're the only things he's really reading. Though he just read Infinity Gauntlet Old Man Logan collections as well. And... and uh, and irredeemable. He's 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 listening to us. Old Man Logan good. was good, and also uh, Astonishing Spider-Man and Wolverine was really cool. Oh yeah, I liked that one a lot. What a sad ending. It's sad. it's a weird book. All right, and a lot of other people said a lot of other things. Thank you so much for respo- <laughs> responding in the comments, guys. Well, host that one. cares, Henry Gilbert. <laughs> a lot of people say a lot of things, <laughs> but Bane is a. Anyway, All right, guys, let's get into it. <laughs> well, direct us, sir. The Dark Knight Rises. We all saw it. That said, and I am, I am gonna like back away from the mic. Uh, I don't think I like The Dark Knight Rises. I do. I have a question. I it's right. The Dark Knight Rises, but no one sees it. <laughs> Did he actually rise? Irrelevant. Because The Dark Knight rise so no. hard that he himself could yes. not rise. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. Well, the sun also rises. Okay. So, I mean. yeah. so, like the sun, he rose. From a prison that we don't know how he got there. Well, he got, all right, come on. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. 
Starting off, first, I want to say a thing that bothered me at the very start was... Spoilers. When Bat, when the Dark Knight ended, my assumption was that Batman would still be fighting crime, but with yeah, the police in his way all this time. At the start of that film, to be like, Batman hasn't been, like, he, he didn't, he stopped being, you saw the last time he was Batman at the end of the Dark Knight, and he's just been a sad guy in his castle this whole time, like... That brought me down. It made me depressed. I was going to get to that in addition to all my other nigglings. Uh, what? Yes. I'm, I'm from the UK. There's a lot, There's a, a couple of geek issues I could take that I just can't get past. Batman. Yeah. They gave up. Not, well, no, Batman, well Batman, not, Batman, Batman citing, oh, the girl I love died. Yeah. That's why you're, you're Batman. That's why you're, that's why yeah. you're Batman. Yeah. And then like, well, what did you do in the meantime? Your empire's crumbling. You haven't gone to work. Bruce Wayne, the most motivated human being on the planet, for eight years nursed a dog bite wound to his leg until it festered and made him handicapped. Which, he, I, didn't like, got, which he then got fixed with magic. I didn't even realize it until after I was done. Like That part was... To- for him to rise above yeah. that is totally unacceptable. Yeah. He should have... Maybe well, there could have been like him becoming less Batman and like easing up on being Batman or like going out less or something. Just the like, whole notion of him stopping is... Just- yeah, the counter whole, to the character completely. Like you were saying, like the whole catalyst for Batman being Batman is his parents' Irrational murder. Revenge. Like, yeah, my parents are dead. So the yeah. loss of Rachel would have <laughs> and then some, only made him be more. Yeah, but Batman. suddenly he's just a sad sack. He's just like, well, like, I'll just let hair. I'll let Harvey Dent's corpse do all the work for me, <laughs> and just wait, take a break. And that was another want to fight anymore because a bill so powerful. Has removed all crime from Gotham. Yet, the League of Shadows must destroy Gotham for its decadence and evil. Well, with with no evil. Really, the League of Shadows want to destroy Gotham out of revenge against Batman. That's why they wanted to destroy Gotham Which gets to one of my problems with it, which is... Again, none of these like ruined the movie for no, me. No, I had. Like, great, so I still m- enjoyed I watching the movie. Yeah, I had a great just, time watching so the many, movie. Like, e- the thing is, I didn't enjoy it so thoroughly. Like when I watched Dark Knight, and I was just blown away. Yeah, this was like there are a lot of obvious flaws that I'm choosing not to get worked up about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it was say Tron Legacy, everyone couldn't wait to take this shit. But anyway, uh, the thing of like, what's the plot? We want to. Aside from revolution, that's not really what they're after. Uh, decadence of Gotham. No, it's just a big revenge story to blow up Batman. Mm-hmm. To like make him suffer and mm-hmm. a big revenge story. And it's like, okay, well, that's a pretty one-note thing. But the stakes aren't Joker trying to expose humanity for what it is. Or, mm. or, or, or pushing even, Gotham to the brink. Or pushing Gotham yeah. to the brink. Like the whole revolution sub-story is pointless and does nothing mm-hmm. and doesn't show anything we, like see batman people oh wait i guess if they're prodded to go tear rich people out of houses they would well yeah that's not really a big yeah. the joker pushing people was a much more telling yeah. s- story usually, about the human psyche like especially like in a post 9-11 world yeah, like, like how far would you go i feel like they had and to also do... the fact that the police officer who's like oh the uh, cops jgl right no not uh, oh Matt modine yeah and it's like it's like you're clearly living happily in your home with yeah. no like it's not yeah. it's not boarded up it's not like you the, people would know where you live you're a yeah. cop you're you're like a frontline yeah. cop though and no one's come after you in months 
But, uh, but that might, yeah, sorry, cops who sorry. later decided that charge was the best assault yeah. rather than Well, they didn't fire. have guns. They didn't have guns. They were all carrying handguns. Oh, were they? Yeah. yeah. I, I thought they only had batons. But but uh, it, all those things are fine. But what bothered me most like, overall the movie, aside from you know pacing and it's all practically is two different movies, uh, mm-hmm. was was just the idea that it tried to combine the sincerity and gravitas and grounded storytelling and dialogue of Dark Knight that worked super well but has the weird mix of real and fake that Batman Begins had, and it tries to be yeah. both of those at the same time, and it's like you can't have villains spouting off Dark Knight-style dialogue when mm-hmm. their motivation is a flying bomb that wants to blow up Gotham. Like, yeah. what's at stake in Dark Knight? <laughs> Nothing, really. People. People's, mm-hmm. people's motivations are at stake, and exposing humanity as... as as an animal child race, right? Yeah. That's what's at stake. That's a grounded metaphysics. Mm. That's a real ponderous thing, and you can all feel yourself there. Dark Knight Rises is, we're going to blow up the city. Gotcha. Yeah. So, and all, right. all the fake revolution stuff it like doesn't actually that's, matter. It's all a big hollow yeah. thing. That's also what I felt, too. I said the similar thing on, on Twitter, which was like, this brought back all the stuff from the, the the few flaws of Batman Begins, it brought them back that they had shed in Dark Knight in the in the Dark yeah. Knight because like Batman Begins, the League of Shadows and Ra's al Ghul, and it is pronounced Ra's, not Ra's. Right. But anyway, the the League of Shadows is too big. Like they're an ancient, uh, like mega conspiracy, and that's not something Batman Batman fights street level crime. Like it's it's too gigantic. That that first uh, and then and then their plot of we're going to drive Gotham crazy with uh, a crazy smoke bomb that turns the water into gas. You know that yeah. it was just too big of a plot. While meanwhile, the the Joker had like is the perfect oh, ground yeah. level villain. Oh yeah, and and Dark Knight got as real as it can get. I think as far and and so did for Dark Knight Rises to raise the stakes. They had to step back from that reality. They also had to bring in plot points that they had just. Pretend it didn't happen in the Dark Knight. Like you didn't need to know about the League of Shadows or his training, but in the beginning of Rises, like Michael Caine has to say this kind of unhelpful dialogue that's just to the audience, like, "Well, you remember Rachel Ghoul, right? He trained you, and now this guy was too good for the League of Shadows." Like you guys didn't say shit about the League of Shadows and Dark Knight. Like, now you care again? I feel like with a trilogy, though, there's often, like, an assumption that it's going to come full circle in some way. That was probably their intention at some point. But I also didn't like how, in order to not be too magical realism about it, they had to make him immortal, but also maybe a ghost? I I don't know. He faded away. No, it was just... No, Rachel Ghoul is dead. He died that time, and it's... But he also came back as a ghost. It's yeah, like, but that was in Batman's head. That was just supposed was to surprise it? It you. It was true. It was. It was a ghost. It, the, the ghost yeah. did tell the truth. <laughs> well, they were things he had been hearing around him anyway. It was his own mind. Telling, okay, look. it was his own mind. I'm yeah, gonna like, say all telling stuff. him information he didn't know. Well, then I guess got you know. When I started digging a little deeper. I'm like, so there's a prison in the ground <laughs> that people crawl out of. Who's and feeding these people? That Bane had no now, the problem League of flying Assass- out of the Gotham. League of Assassins, uh-huh. The League of Assassins run that. Right. And then why is no one at the top stopping anyone from leaving? Well, because they're honest. It's, they say, hey, yeah. if you get out, you're free, it's buddy. Get out of here. Yeah. They're honest I, I, and prisoners. Yeah. That whole scene, just, well, I don't... I, but it was... That, it, it, 
felt good. It Did it? To- I. It felt like a giant stopgap in the middle of the movie. Done. Like, See, I'm going to break you, drop you in a right. hole, come back in 12 minutes while I do something over in Gotham. What did Catwoman do during this time? We'll never know. The next time we see her, it's months later, and she's getting an apple from somebody. But it, but it felt like a couple weeks in yeah. which in yeah. which Bruce Wayne recovers from a That's recovers from ridiculous. a back injury. But it had been yeah. three months. Works out. It was snowing. Yeah. But time no, 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 I understand. There but there was I'm a Harry like, Potter season change. Yeah. Narr- narrative wise, like I didn't. I didn't get the sense that he had really figured out yeah. what he was doing wrong. The and impact, that, yeah, and that yeah. he had had a personal revelation and was like, no, he, some guy had to tell him, look, don't use the rope, you'll, yeah. then you'll get out. Have and then he just, again. what, walks across the ocean back to yeah. Gotham? And All like, right, you know what, that's, that is a complaint I disagree with. Yeah. Because... You know why? How he got back? Because he's fucking Batman. You don't. You don't need yeah. to waste like five minutes of time telling you something you can already assume. Like the second he gets out of that hole, you're like, you know, he's coming back. But his to Gotham. return could have yeah. at least been dramatic. It, it was a total letdown. It I was will. just like, yeah. Okay. So he just walked in without his costume, without anything, without any support. No Alfred. No money. Zero money. Mm-hmm. It's made clear he's broke. Like at least make it like make me make me worry about him for a second, and then see him return and be like, "Yes, Batman's back." But instead, it's like uh, somehow he had yeah. time to put gasoline on the side of a building and announce his return. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, just the the first scene of him coming back in the street, and Catwoman's like, "He just walks you, up, huh?" Yeah, and like, I'm just like, oh, "That's how you're gonna bring him back?" Like, I, I thought it would be some like important moment. I wanted to see Gotham yeah. like get more destroyed and, and get get worse, yeah. and then he comes back the last possible minute to like just. Be mm. awesome, but instead, it, I am here. I also just like you, we were talking about Darth Died with a Vengeance the other day on Twitter, and like mm-hmm. I was thinking about like Bane, you know, blows up the football field and sets off this weird maze of concrete bombs that we see from the city. <laughs> they but look then really I n- cool. Never really know what that was for because I don't see what they did. Yeah, it it just looked like uh, just a lot of explosions. I at guess once he's blowing stuff up. Stuff. It was a demonstration of power. I guess, but then I was like. For some reason, just but the way it was shot, the way it was done, I felt like New York was more terrorized than Die Hard with a Vengeance. <laughs> like all those explosions, mm. all the bombs. Like I felt like as a citizen of Gotham, I'd be like, "Yeah, well, eight years ago I was here, and this other guy blew up a ton yeah. of shit." Like and they didn't really hurt. And anything. this one was a guy blew up a bunch of random streets and then blew up the bridges. I also, I also had a problem with the, the, uh, I guess the guy who owned the, the construction company who was filling the concrete with explosives, and then ba- he's like. Wait a minute, Bane, you're evil. Yeah. He well, was making you fill concrete no, with explosives. He, that's, you, you don't know he knew about filling the concrete sure. explosive stuff. Can he, we go back to the prison for a second? Speaking yes. of Bane. So the thing, the, the thing that bothered me about the prison, I can suspend my disbelief for a lot of things, but that prison is supposed to be a hellhole, like literally. Mm-hmm. And that's supposed to be the place where Bane was forged, like yeah. in hell, like hell on earth. But, like, when we see Batman in there, it seems like a pretty nice everyone's place. Everyone's like, really he's supportive. Able, everyone's super supportive of each other. They like, oh help Batman recuperate. I think that's, everyone cheers each other's on. Cheers I think that's each other because, on. No one's fighting. I think that's because, though, they said it's Bane's prison now. Right. So he, when he got out, he's, like, I assumed he had made some significant changes. So, what, that so he's supervising the Well, yeah, there's the whole, there's the whole like, problem. Maybe, like, he who's told, actually, maybe he told them, like... Hey, Bane wants nobody to touch this guy. He's got to see I mean, this stuff did, on the he TV. He told that one guy to make sure that Bruce Wayne doesn't die because he wants him to see. God. But the rest of them, and like what, Bane's, Bane, this horrible guy, is like, look, let's keep it civil. Let's keep it civil in the prison. Yeah, no, that was but, Batman voice. Yeah, yeah. But, but then also, like, uh, uh, just from a comic book standpoint as well, like, 
in the movie and as a comic thing. So like he he faces Bane and gets the shit kicked out of him handedly. Yeah, that yeah. was a great. I love that. Scene. It was a great, great scene. Sequence. And then he gets his back broke, which is cool. And then he goes to Magic Prison and fixes his back. And then it didn't make Gets it punched back in. Learns to walk in like two months and is able to do push-ups even though you'd be completely out of... Whatever. Yeah. Comic books got it. I'm fine. Sure. Except that Dark Knight made this a real-world thing. And now we're kind of in a faux mm-hmm. sort of real world. And yeah, now I don't know what the stakes are. I don't are believe and when they have yeah. a, When they have a scene of Tom Lennon... The doctor in a very yeah. real way saying like, yeah, well, you have no cartilage left in your knee, your elbow's destroyed. This is what happens when a regular person runs around at night for two years yeah. fighting then, people. Yeah. Uh, problem was, he then comes back to fight Bane at the mm-hmm. end of the movie in a just head-on, one-to-one yeah. fight and wins when well, nothing changed. No, no, no. Okay. All right. Well, it's like it hadn't occurred to him to punch him in the face before. Yeah, that like... bothered me. Like, well, he did punch him in the face. Well, now here's the okay. second time he severs one tube, and it's like, oh, now Bane's useless. Okay. The first time he didn't think the big mask that <gasps> he but was he... breathing no. through was his weakness. Obviously, here's the difference: yeah. when he fought Bane the first time, he hadn't been in the suit in a while. Like right. he had, he had, he hadn't been training. He hadn't been keeping it up, and so. Like that, so once the second time he fought him, I'm not saying how it was real, but they had the training montage and him doing push ups. So you can assume that he's physically better than he was the I first saw time. I him beating the crap out of people well before he went to fight Bane. Well, with Catwoman on a rooftop. The second time he's just recovered from a back injury. Like, I don't. I, I guess the problem also, is that that prison scene didn't convince me that yeah, he well, had really me, made a comeback. Yeah, that. And also, like, that doesn't change the fact that Bane is just stronger. Period. That's yeah. the point of the character. If Batman goes to fight Bane head on, he loses. That's he's, the point. He's also more handsome. He's way more handsome. He's so much more handsome. But, I mean, am I, am I not wrong? Yeah. That's correct. No, yeah. like, Batman, Batman doesn't fight Bane out- one-on-one on flat terrain and win. Batman needed to outsmart him and outsmart him more than I got a lucky punch on his mask and disconnected his painkillers. And he punched him in the face in the first fight. So why it magically broke a, a nozzle this time? Well, it hit his, his bat bracer spikes right. the second time. That, yeah. It just bothered me from a from a but yeah, and just like symmetry of a movie. It's like here's the big climactic final showdown. It's like they're just punching each other in the face. It was the very much the same as the first. It's just fight, two thugs duking it out, except in the broad he daylight. To mm-hmm. cut. Yeah, and it was like him finding him through the crowd. Like yeah, that's not your big climactic yeah, like, like bra, meeting. Bra, let's go. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like pointing at you, bro. I'm looking. Right I kind of like that them searching for each other to fight in the thing. I. I thought that was good. Uh, well, what bothered me the most, this this actually, all this other stuff is like, yeah, you know what kind of bothered me? Actually bothered me is all the gravitas of Bane, all his masterminding, all the crazy shit he did the whole movie that proves he's ruthless and intelligent and powerful. Uh, he is dispatched with a one-liner yeah, from that, Catwoman oh, man, from like a rocket to the chest. Yeah. And flies right. to the back of the bank. Yeah, and like, like, like a, after after the movie, I expected yeah. like a, like a post credit scene of like just Scarecrow and Bane just like hanging out in Gotham. Like it was never really resolved. Like I assume that didn't. Uh, I, I'm Bane. guessing that no, I'm guessing that shot killed Bane. But I don't know. No. That. Well, they had to keep that vague in case they didn't want to definitely yeah. say Catwoman Ooh. killed him. 
But uh, I wanted to say from, I, a, from a filming standpoint, though, like you spent a whole movie establishing a villain yes. and a serious movie, yeah. and then it's a one-liner. You know that thing about guns? I don't do. Yeah, I don't think and so. Like, and it's like, well, yeah. so because is he technically, dead or not? Bane, Bane, Batman beats Bane already. Just, no. It would have been redundant to show him beating up Bane again. So they needed a different thing to happen. The thing is, he didn't beat Bane. He maybe yeah, beat he, him up, but he was still he beat in him loop. up. He was he was prone. He was saying, "Where's the bomb? Where's the right. like?" Bane had lost. Yeah. Like De- Bane had definitively lost. Where's if if Batman hadn't been stabbed in the side, he would have handcuffed Bane or knocked him unconscious. Right. Bane so was beaten. There, by the way. Like, and this makes it okay yeah. then to shoot him against the well, wall. Well, no, I'm the, just saying it, just, it made it a it made, diff- it made he him, needed to be dispatched in a different way. Yeah, right? exactly. That's my last image of Bane is flying across the room like a cartoon character. And on the topic of guns, Batman sure doesn't like using them unless they're on a vehicle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then he's yeah. fine with missiles and all kinds of stuff. That was, yes. Uh, heavy artillery with like uh, foot, uh, foot long, like 10 inch yeah. bullets uh, flying right. out of this car. I want to say I really <laughs> liked something in it, though. I thought Catwoman was yeah, good. Catwoman was yeah, Catwoman was Yeah, I wish like, there was more Catwoman. And that's the thing that I actually, why I like Dark Knight Rises is because I don't like Batman particularly very much. And uh, that movie had three great stars that weren't Batman. It had Tom right. Hardy as Bane, who was amazing. Anne Hathaway as Catwoman, who was triple, double dog amazing. Mm-hmm. And then JGL as whatever police officer. I would have been rooting for Bane in that movie if it weren't for JGL's <laughs> cool for JGL. character. Yeah, like, yeah, I liked JGL quite a bit. He was good. Yeah, he was okay. Awesome. I didn't like his like last scene like getting all getting all angry at Oh, what um, did the cop well, because he had to he didn't have to Your hands it. are dirty. He didn't have hey, to hey, he's Oh a wait, good you one mean here. the you mean sure. the one with Got Gordon. With yeah, Gordon. that part yeah, didn't just really like, totally hey, work for me. Back off of Gordon. He, he, we should talk about the two twists at the end too. That, uh, oh, that the one everyone but me saw coming. No, no, I, no, I saw I saw both coming. Well, like in like the on like the IMDb page, I swear, in like all the like the, I didn't read very many articles about it before I went to see it, but everything mm-hmm. referred to uh, what's Marianne Marianne whatever Cotillard's yeah. character as Talia Al Ghul so like oh, when they, they totally introduced her as, yeah, no, I didn't, that was totally I, revealed I didn't see that as, I, as far as I oh, so I, I haven't I hadn't even been following Dark Knight Rises and I knew that she was Talia Al Ghul going uh, into it so like when they introduced her as someone else it was confusing to me I was like but that's supposed to be Talia Al Ghul right I thought with that one uh, I thought with that one that, uh, that when they cast her originally, I was like, that is exactly... They didn't say she was Talia, and at least in interviews, they had been they said she wasn't. But the second she was cast, I was like, that is exactly who Christopher Nolan would cast to yeah. be Talia Ghul. But then the second one, like, I had my I had suspicions that they would introduce JGL to be the guy who could take over for Bruce Wayne if he ever stopped being Batman. That was my suspicions with trailers and stuff. But by the second time Batman, Bruce Wayne is explaining to him yeah. how to be Batman, I was like, all right, I get it. He's going to be Batman. Yeah. Like, there was some oh, yeah. heavy-handed foreshadowing. The moment he shows up at the, at the place, like, I'm an orphan, too. I can see it. And you're like, oh, he's going to be the new Batman. Yeah. Like, it's like, but, like, please don't drag your feet with this. Just do thought, it or don't. I thought those were great, like, twists on twists. Yeah, I did because, like his whole arc. I did like his entire character. And then also, like, his name was Robin. Like, that was cute. Yeah. It was made cool. me laugh. Like, 
Some people are like, why wasn't he Dick Grayson? Like, why didn't they reveal yeah, his name as Dick yeah, Grayson? Like, people wouldn't fucking get that. Yeah, like, I wouldn't have gotten and that. And this isn't that universe. Like, yeah, I liked that his name was Robin. And That's he's cool. not going to be Robin. He's going to be, be Batman, Batman or somebody else. Yeah. Probably Batman, though. Yeah. And then and then also that Talia we saw coming. But I did like that I assumed, I assumed they were going to change it, that Bane was his son and was the person who got out of the prison. So to make it her, that... I don't know. That, that gave me a little extra to her character. I think. I, that made me sad because that was like the only interesting thing, thing about I me. Knew. No, that was the only thing I knew oh. going into it. And then when I was like, wait, now I don't know anything. Now my cool comic book knowledge that I absorbed from Anne before going means nothing. Well, it was super obvious. They changed his backstory. And then that made Bane less interesting but to me. But it was obvious in the movie that there was going to be a twist because, like,. Oh my god, what is happening? Uh, the mainframe is... The robots uh, are taking over. That's Chris's it's, phone it's telling us apocalypse. that we should wrap up soon. Okay, but, yeah. but it was super obvious because like they explained what, how Bane got beat up and needed to wear the mask mm. permanently. But then in the flashback, it showed the child escaping with no mask. So it's like obvious, you know that's not wow. Bane. I really should have thought of that. I didn't, like, I didn't think of that the whole time they showed those shots. Oh my goodness. I thought oh it was for goodness. Venom and whatever. Also... <laughs> no Venom. No. I don't know. That movie just it loved the smell of its own farts like so much. There were so many one liners yeah. that were yeah. just like 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 the setups for the one liners were so like obvious that it's like you could you could almost like know what the next line was gonna be because they were obvious. Like no one would actually yeah. say that if but except to set up a joke. To be yeah. fair, there was some of that we watched um Batman Begins before watching I love it. Batman like, Begins. like there was some th- stuff you were like you just said that so it could go in the trailer. Yeah. Like when when Batman drives away in his Batmobile, I gotta get me one of those. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, no. Yeah. yeah. Also, I love how Batman uses his Batman voice even when a no one else is around or B, everyone knows who everyone he is. knows who he is. Yeah. And just like <gasps> the scene where he's like, "Hey, what'd you do with Bruce Wayne's fingerprints?" It's like dot dot dot. I'm asking for a friend. Like yeah. how transparent <laughs> is that? Like what'd you do with Bruce Wayne's fingerprints? I'm asking for a friend. Um, uh, shouldn't be playing around with these guys. If I had this friend who was really into you, <laughs> where, not, would he, where would he go? It's not me. It's from a friend. Like, yes. Uh, Catwoman totally believes that uh, he just has. A, he is a powerful friend. She was pretty Batman. shocked when she found out he was. I know. Yeah. I thought she was going to be like, "Come on, I and, knew." And she's the one that has information on everyone. It's like, yeah. I did yeah. like they never called Shouldn't her Catwoman. Been. No, that too. I really like. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I. I just liked being in the Dark Knight world one yeah, more time. I, yeah. I loved that. Yeah. Christopher Nolan yeah, is great. a great director to me, one of the best around, at least in popular films. But so, I still give it a, a thumbs up. Better yeah. than Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was way oh, more enjoyable to watch. Definitely better than, than Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. It's a very good film. I, I don't know if I'd say it's better than Avengers. I definitely had more uh, fun watching Avengers. Yeah, it's a different caliber of. of well, what's and going we on. knew also the. The bar was set so high for Batman. Well, meanwhile, yeah, Avengers, yeah. I was like, yeah. please don't fuck this up. Yeah, please Avengers was a don't, don't, don't fuck this up unprecedented thing that mm. just so happened to get it all right. Yeah. Whereas Dark Knight Rises had like one of the most difficult things ahead of it. Yeah. Uh, which is part of the reason being so critical. It's like at the end of the day, that movie is still probably going to be one of the better movies of the year. Yeah. yeah. It just so happens that the one that preceded it is like... So good. Probably the best comic book film out that will yeah. ever be made. Well, that's the other thing about what begins and, and rises start to feel like comic book movies again. And it's okay mm-hmm. for begins to be that way because it was treading new ground. It was more like, cool, there's a not bad Batman movie. Yeah. Great. I can't wait to see where this goes. And then Dark Knight cements this universe and grounds it even further than what begins did. 
And then it's just a going backwards thing. Yeah. It's like so now it's slightly silly, slightly and not not silly like goofy haha, but like mm-hmm. it just has the flying car and the, the a little the, more questionable sci-fi. Yeah, the stuff neutron bomb and yeah, the scientist oh, walking God, up. The bomb. The scientist the walks. Bomb. The scientist walks up, and it is a bomb now. Like he literally <laughs> says, like walks up to it, looks at it. Okay, it's a bomb now. Yeah. Like it's like I wiggled the, my fingers in the at same it in a scene. Way. Magically, it is a nuclear bomb. Yeah, and oh. the ten seconds it took him to get what six miles offshore with the with and the constant foreshadowing of about the autopilot. I can and... deal with that because it's obvious that it's gonna be yeah. Like uh, there was so much foreshadowing, but I don't. know. Also, what about the so fishes obvious. and the whales? I feel really I know, bad. I me too. And yeah. I thought about the fallout too because that would be a problem. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's still kind of. It's still. Well, it's who still knows a pretty, what kind of fallout there? What do you know? What kind of fault there is in this uh, particular right, this type of bomb? bomb. Set up for Cloverfield too. Yeah, well, yeah, I want to see uh, two hundred years later when Godzilla comes out of the ocean. Uh, all right, well we should we should end it now. But uh, in this week's question of the week, let us know thumbs up, thumbs down on Dark Knight Rises. That's uh, that'll be our question, and we'll see what the tally is at the end. Thumbs up, thumbs down. I don't, I don't like the binary choice, the black and white. All right, how did, how did you thumbs feel? Sideways. How did you feel about it, and why? Yeah. But you have to pick thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah, and then say thumbs why. down justified. Because yeah. overall, I would still say thumbs up. Like yeah. it wasn't a movie yeah, that I was. Up. I wasn't bored with it. I don't have huge yeah. problems with it. But it's just like, yeah. There's just so many little things. Yeah. Someone on Twitter, uh, and I, I kind of thought this is we're walking out, but then someone else on Twitter mentioned this. Uh, it's kind of like going from Empire to Jedi. Yeah. However, yeah. the difference is I don't. I didn't have more fun watching this. Mm. Like I, as a kid, I had more fun watching Jedi. Yeah, and then as an adult, I realized well, why Empire is a, a kid, better movie. Maybe if you were eight now and seeing both, like maybe you would like Dark Knight Rises more. But it's Probably not. not. This, but it's not the same difference. It's yeah, not, it, you know, Empire got sillier mm-hmm. and more complicated with full like three simultaneous climaxes at the end of the movie instead yeah. of like the two from Empire and the one from Star Wars, uh, and then the four in Episode One, uh, as pointed out in the Red Letter Media thing, but. Uh, where I, I don't know, just right. yeah, it's that it's that kind of split. Okay. Well, anyway, we will look at your answers on the forums, and uh, we will see you next week. Thanks for listening, Excelsior. Excelsior.